Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast forum. February the 27th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, have we got an incredible show for you. By the way, we were not live on Saturday as we normally are. Long story, family stuff. But last Friday, we had on, of course, Dr. Scott Bradley. He'll be on today as well. But last Friday, we talked to Brad Good, China expert and president of thechinadeclaration.com. Check that out. Brad has two masters from the University of Chicago. He lived in China for a long time. And the China challenge, he says, is, hey, we like a cohesive strategy. Amen to that. Uh, We talked about a Japanese professor at Yale suggested a radical proposal to solve the elderly crisis in Japan. Yeah, listen carefully. Mass suicide of the elderly is the only plan. He said, well, he's not really proposing that. He's just saying everybody's going to be proposing and talking about that. And so he wants to be the lead on it. This is the problem is we don't have any respect for life in the communist nation of China or Japan or even, sadly, in the United States anymore either. We've got to stand for life. After all, the whole purpose of government is to protect life liberty and property and there's no value of liberty and property without life right anyway we talked about nicholas burns is the ambassador to the people's republic of china Uh, they call it prc nominated by president biden they say confirmed by the u.s senate in december 21 december of 21 i should say Uh, anyway we talked about a coalition of more than 20 companies launched the climate removal Alliance. They want to go ahead and remove tons of CO2 from the environment. And uh, in my opinion, it's disaster if they do that. Uh, pretty soon we'll have all kinds of other problems. You cannot do these things without repercussions. We talked about a four-star Air Force General, Mike Minahan, predicts war with China by 2025. Now, I pray he's wrong. China's financial nuclear option we mentioned, which is financial, Do the Chinese people uh, think Americans are great? What do they think of America? We talked about all that in the interview. It was incredible. Uh, And Dr. Bradley asked some very informative questions about the Communist Chinese Party uh, and the people and the repercussions about guys like uh, Brad speaking out. Brad's got a wife that's Chinese. They lived in China for a long time. Now they live in America. His wife is so scared that she's divorcing him. Folks, this is the stuff we're talking about. The CCP is out of control, belligerent, uh, flexing their muscle worldwide with police stations, even in the United States. That's right, communist Chinese police stations in America now. The American government seems to be willingly going along and selling us out to the Chinese. It is disaster. I digress, but that's a recap. Check the broadcast out, uh, lovingliberty.net and libertynewsradio.com or libertyroundtable.com for that information. Last tidbit. We've got great news. Brideon Radio has been carrying the first hour of our program for quite some time. Now they're going to add the second hour of the show to their lineup as well. So we continue to grow at Liberty Roundtable Live. And as we do so, we welcome Dr. Scott Bradley back to the radio. Welcome, sir. 
Uh oh, we'll try to get Scott back. I know nope, we're here. There you go, it's buddy. Pilot, pilot error on my part. No uh, worries, sir. Know, Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, I, oftentimes I start my report since we are having a guest out of Arizona today. They probably ought to be, I don't know, pretty happy down there. We are in for another snow week. It was heavy snow again last night. The long, hard winter continues, and we'll probably uh, go down in history as a flood season. Who knows in the in the spring instead of our normal uh, drought. So. I don't know. We're, we've got, uh, here it is, it's you know basically March. Usually we start to get a little respite by now, but not so. Anyway. Yeah, global warming Good. at its finest. There you go, ladies it and is. gentlemen. Our guest is Rachel Alexander. She's been on, us with, on the radio with us before. She writes for thearizonasuntimes.com. Arizonasuntimes.com is the website. But, man, there was explosive testimony, ladies and gentlemen, at the Senate Elections and House Municipal Oversight and Elections Joint Meeting last Thursday, and it accuses Hobbs, Fontes, Runbeck, that's the third-party elections partner company or whatever, and judges of racketeering, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, well, Jackie Berger laid down the testimony, folks, and she outlined the most complex investigation into political corruption in Arizona you have ever heard. It is riveting. It is shocking that it's this bad. And I'm going to leave uh, Rachel to be the one to break this down for us. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, Rachel. Great. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Uh, yeah, this just was mind-blowing. I mean, it was so mind-blowing that Twitter blew up and, like, the 11th trending topic on Twitter yesterday was arrest Katie Hobbs, the governor, the alleged governor of Arizona now, because this lady's testimony, this Jacqueline Breger, a forensic investigator, um, she tied it all together, and she basically said that uh, these elected officials are involved with laundering money um, from the Sinaloa cartel. A lot of it goes through the real estate industry. And um, she, like, looked up all these recorded deeds for these elected officials, and she showed how um, there were forged signatures. And, again, this is all alleged, so I'm not stating that none of this has been proven in court yet. I don't want to get sued. But um, she, you know, pretty much showed the legislators, look at these signatures. And, and the reason she knows all this is because uh, the two women who are apparently um, – heavily involved with the cartel doing all of this one of them is the ex-wife of the attorney she works for and so apparently that woman has been cooperating with them and turning over all this information and saying look you know we went and we forged all these signatures so we could you know create all these fake deeds and and and, and not, they weren't just for elected officials they were for all kinds of other people and so, you know, this woman said that there were thousands and thousands of these these false recorded deeds. And and it goes into the whole election fraud um, thing because she said that uh, she discovered that uh, Maricopa County's database was hackable and it was – she said it was deliberately built so it could be hacked from the outside. 
and that these elected uh, officials in charge of elections have been um, paid off. She claims that this Adrian Fontes, who's now our Secretary of State, who used to be our Maricopa County recorder, this far-left progressive, she said he had five ghost employees working for him. They weren't real people, but he just, you know, pretended that they existed so he could get fraudulent stuff done. Now, the interesting thing about this whole story, though, is when you start naming names and you start putting dates and you start literally in the outline, it was a, uh, I can't remember what it was, a 47-page document or whatever else. And in that document, she gave example after example after example. And what she was focusing on is exactly the details because she's a title company expert. And that's how they kind of caught this in the beginning. They find fraudulent real estate deals, which is the way they're laundering money. Uh, and uh, the bottom line is signatures don't match on those uh, documents. Uh, signatures are forged by two main people. And this is what I mean when you start naming names. You name Katie Hobbs and the real estate deals done under her name. You prove that signatures don't match. Then she documents who provided those signatures or who does this work on behalf of the cartel. And it was basically, a, what is it, a Donna Chavez and a Brittany Chavez, a m mother and daughter that have been doing this for years. Uh, when you start putting names and places and people and signatures and, and, and this in your example, you've gone beyond probable cause, though. So we don't want to get sued and say this is fact. Let it go to court. Let, let the chips fall where they may. But this is beyond the probable cause discussion at this point. When you bring all that evidence with names and places and dates and people and signature examples uh, and everything else, uh, you're far along. Uh, in this investigation. Certainly it needs to be handed off and taken to the next level, Rachel. Your point's right, but this is serious allegations at the least indeed. But when you back it up with those details, I'm, we're beyond probable cause, are we not? Well, that's what I think. I mean, when you've got witness testimony that Dating, you know, when you, especially if this uh, Brittany Chavez, which is the one who's been talking, if she's going to come and talk in a court of law, it's pretty hard to refute that. In fact, the last couple of days, I've just been thinking personally to myself, thinking, okay, what are they going to do to fight back and claim that this stuff isn't valid? Because because look at all the election fraud cases. They, they've they been able to push back even when they've had witness testimony, like, you know, this this crooked company, in my opinion, run back election systems, they've had whistleblowers come forth now and, and testify in Kerry Lake's trial with affidavits saying that uh, there was no chain of custody for over 300,000 ballots, but nothing's being done. The judge still throws through her lawsuit out, you know, in both the trial court and the court of appeals after she appealed. So um, I'm just really, really concerned that because there's so many powerful public officials implicated in this report, they're going to, you know, find a way to just get around this very condemning witness testimony anyway. That is the problem. They claim that there's no if you can skip the break, that'd be perfect. There's no yeah. fraud, uh, they claim, but yet none of this gets to court. Every time it gets to court, we don't deal with evidence. We deal with shutting people down on standing. And this is the point Mike Lindell made, uh, and he's right about this, where we just, you know, Sidney Powell, I can keep going on and on and on. The problem is what's credible, what's not, all the details. We don't have facts. But I'm telling you, when she did this report, though, they had a slideshow up, uh, and she passed out or whatever this, these documents where she even pointed a page number. Here's the deed. Here's the mismatched signature. You can see for yourself. This was beyond just making an allegation. 
Rachel, and that's the problem. Uh, at some point, I don't know that they can avoid all evidence, can they? They've done it so far. They threw out every single Donald Trump case in 2020. They So far, they've thrown out every single Carrie Lake, Abe Hamaday, Mark Fincham case in 2022. Um, I don't put anything past them. I think the legal system here in Arizona is, you know, the most corrupt one in the country. Now, you consider yourself a recovering attorney, right? Yeah, I used to be the Maricopa (laughs) County election attorney. (laughs) I understand. So I'm trying to ask you now when you look at this then, is this going to have paid or do they have enough corruption, as they point out, to really bury this? Uh, it's been my experience that they do. I mean, I was the lead attorney on a racketeering lawsuit against the Maricopa County supervisors and judges back in 2010, and they were able to turn it around and disbar my boss and suspend my law license for six months. Dr. Scott Bradley, you've heard the general outline of the story. This is riveting. I heard her testimony. And man, it's got details that are that are. Look, either she could. I mean, it would take somebody with a, a knowledge. And I've been in the mortgage industry. I understand a title and everything else. Look, it would take but seconds to verify her as a fraud or factual, Doctor Bradley. You know, I I'm I'm totally disheartened at the level of apparent corruption, uh, not just in Arizona but everywhere. But uh, this is kind of a duh moment to me. You know, like, or a huh moment to me. How did that happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. And it might be not be the entire thing, but I think Arizona right now is on the front lines of the invasion through the southern border. And I won't take the time to, to read Thomas Jefferson's statement about the, his concerns about being overrun by immigrants that are not founded in the principles of Americanism. Uh, but just one little brief sentence or two out of it, just so we kind of can frame this. I think we're starting to to really, really, really um, harvest the fruits of of a very debauched uh, program that that is allowing an invasion to occur. Anyway, Jefferson talking about the principles that these people bring with them or lack thereof. Certainly not Americanist principles. They're they're principles that they imbibed in in their previous country. And we, if people aren't aware of the corruption south of our border. At the highest levels of government, I mean, I'm talking about the very highest levels of government and the uh, drug cartels, and and, uh, they really are, quote-unquote, the law. There's no law. There's no law when the law breaks the law. But here's here's what Jefferson said in just a sentence or two about their principles that they lack, that they'll abide by in the United States. He said, these principles, with their language, they will transmit to their children— in proportion to their numbers, they will share with us the legislation. They will infuse into it their spirit, warp and bias its directions, and render it a heterogeneous, incoherent, distracted mass. It sounds to me like Arizona's got to do a calibration on themselves and find out, have we allowed ourselves to become the northern border of a corrupt society? And uh, that the... Uh, infusion of this drug money, the idea that uh, you can purchase any election you want. I mean, uh, this is something that has been characteristic of the south of the border kind of doing business kind of stuff. 
And it almost sounds like the borders have been shifted north a few hundred miles. And here we have this in uh, Phoenix, and, you know, basically that's the heartland, if you will, for the Phoenix government. And, and here we are. Uh, we're, we're facing something that I'm I very, very fearful that, it, look, in Joe Biden's administration so far, we have had something like five and a half million illegals that they've processed in and embedded into the, the United States. We, That's right. How many other millions have come through that nobody played tag your it with? They just got in. Nobody knows where the heck they are or what they're doing or anything like that. I, I think the cartels have found, you know what, this is a pretty good pocket to pick if we can. But let's and, go to Rachel uh, really quick because, look, this is interesting. It's uh, Phoenix is pretty liberal, but Mesa is supposed to be the conservative uh, kind of side of the, the valley or discussion there a little bit and stuff. And when they literally now say, hey, these people are all compromised. Mesa, Arizona is run by the Sinaloa drug Mexican cartels, including the elections board, the police departments, the prosecutors and judges, and the Mesa DA will make up charges to prosecute anyone on behalf of the cartel who uh, disagrees, stands up, does anything to create accountability. Rachel, again, these allegations, we've heard them for years. Now, though, they're bringing literally um, facts to the table, aren't they? Right. And I want to point out that Mesa is no longer very conservative. Their mayor, John Giles, uh, endorses Democrats. Um, they've really, really gone downhill. And, and I do like the analogy to, you know, saying we're now like an extension of, <laughs> excuse me, we're now an extension of Mexico. I've been saying that Arizona has turned, returned to the Wild West. We're, uh, you know, lawless, but um, the, all of the lawlessness is the Wild West. But that's another cut. I think I like that extension of Mexico even better. And um, I, I just hate to be a negative Nelly, you guys, but I don't see anything changing. I think I think we are one of the most corrupt states in the nation, and the left has figured out how to steal us. I just did an article about how GOP voter registration in this state keeps increasing. We just went from a four uh, a three percent uh, Republican lead over Democrats statewide to a four percent lead. And in Maricopa County, we went from a four percent lead of Republicans over Democrats to a four point five percent lead. So so we're becoming more Republican. We're not, you know, but we're, we're unable to push back because the left controls the legal system here so strongly. You know, uh, Sam, Dr. Bradley, I, I, I don't know where to go. It used to be a conservative place, Mesa, Arizona. You'd think so, but now it's literally gone to the dark side. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know if they're just going to be able to ignore it. And uh, I guess it's an era of now. But they say every state is a border state because they're shipping these illegals everywhere. Uh, in the documents that this lady provides, it's not only Arizona that's corrupt, Rachel. It's It's really several beachheads all across the country, right? Yeah, yeah, they've it's a multi-state uh, operation that they're doing and 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 I've noticed that the Democrats seem to be targeting certain swing states. So it's uh it, you can kind of predict where they're going. And I, you know, I I watch out Florida cuz I think that's where they're headed next. Where are they headed next again? 
Florida because it's another key swing state that, you know, has been leaning Republican. So um, I, I absolutely think they're going to target Florida in the 2024 election. Uh, that's also a great way to try to take on Ron uh, as well. Uh, Dr. Bradley, what do you say to all this, though? That, uh, you got the evidence that was in the uh, meeting. That now you've got Rachel and a few other brave journalists writing about it. Most won't touch it with a 10-foot pole, though. Nobody even knows about this in the mainstream, really, Scott. No, they, they do not. I'm confident. And uh, the word beachhead was thrown out. I think people need to go do, do a dictionary lookup. Words have meanings. A beachhead is a defended position on a beach taken from the enemy by landing forces from which an attack can be launched. We have beachheads all over this nation that are established now by the invasion force that's come in. And I think Arizona is a, is a casualty at this point. I mean, we're, we're just outside the uh, confines of Normandy Beach right now, and Arizona happens to fall into that. I, you know, I, I remember back in 1988 when, uh, when Ev Meekum was, was impeached, removed from office. And, uh, you know, if you, know, if you knew Ev, <laughs> this, this was a corrupt system that did this too. I think the whole basis of his problem was that they, they made him to be a racist over a Martin Luther King Day kind of thing. And uh, I am just absolutely appalled. You talk about Arizona. Okay, we're decades away from that. Arizona has slipped far. There's no question about that. But I look at Utah. I mean, our home state, Sam. I mean, I I am absolutely, we, we continue to call people Republicans here, but they're not. I mean, they, you know, the, the coin term, rhino, Republican in name only. They put an R behind their name in Utah to run, and they do these kind of things. Utah is a sanctuary state. There's no question about that, but nobody will admit it publicly because the Republicans are running things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Utah will, is a sanctuary sure. state. My county is. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we have allowed corrupt individuals to run things, and, and we are finding now that there's a fruits to be born from that. And, hey, Rachel, and I think that do you do you think that we're going to have any repercussions from this or do you think it's just going to go by the wayside? What's your gut on this? You're an attorney, you're a journalist, you've dug in and reported on it well. We're grateful for your leadership and your brave stand. What do you think is really going to happen? Any any idea here? My gut instinct is nothing major will happen. They will do something very minor. They will, you know, somebody will get in trouble for a little misdemeanor, you know, one person, and then they'll say, see, look, that, you know, we, we took care of it. We looked into it, and, and there was really nothing here, nothing to see. Wow. That's what they always do. That's what they always do. I mean, so look at how just they understand. Then the debate is who's got more beachheads in America than the, the Mexican government and the drug cartel in bed together or the Chinese government? Who's got more control of America now? Not Americans because we've proven that the elections are a fraud. They just say we have no proof. But why are people going to jail in, in, uh, in, in Arizona and California if there's no proof? So uh, the bottom line is it's an epic battle that we're about to lose, and America will never be the same if we allow this to stand. That's absolutely true. I'm telling everybody we're never going to uh, win another election in, in, you know, like a presidential election. You know, I think 2024 is gone if we don't fix the voter fraud. And here in Arizona, Katie Hobbs has already said she's going to take over the legislature. That's the last thing Republicans control here is the legislature. And I believe she's setting them up because she knows that they're going to expand the voter fraud to the state legislature here, too. 
Heaven help us, Rachel. Final question is yours, Dr. Bradley. She's got to go at 30 after. Ellie, I'll just read a statement. I know I, I salute her for her bravery and her articles. Keep it up. Here's what one of the founding fathers, Noah Webster, said. God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a Republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will become corrupted for the, not for the public good as for selfish and local purposes. And trumped and incompetent men will take over, and women nowadays, and my dad. So keep it up. Uh, I'd love to hear more of these hard-hitting articles. Thank you, Rachel. Good work. There she goes. We always want to take the opportunity to promote Rachel Alexander and her incredible work. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. California's coronavirus emergency declaration is expiring tomorrow. It comes nearly three years after the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Otolaryngologist Dr. Paul Jacques LePay says the end represents a shift in the way California dictates Golden State residents. Measures such as mask wearing indoors or some uh, restrictions of uh, public gatherings in public spaces or mandatory testing and, and such. Now this, of course, has to go more through a sort of um, approval process. Multiple House committees are focusing in on the Biden administration's response to the toxic train wreck in Ohio earlier this month, including how the government supervises giant rail companies. Top Democrat and Republican members on the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee announced that they will hold a meeting on the wreck's environmental and public health impacts. Did the COVID pandemic actually originate in a Chinese lab? The Energy Department has concluded with low confidence that the COVID-19 pandemic likely stems from a laboratory leak in Wuhan, China. That's according to a classified report delivered to key members of the House and Senate. Senator Dan Sullivan is pushing for hearings. Think about what just happened over the last three years. One of the biggest pandemics in a century. A lot of evidence that it's coming from the Chinese. And when other countries even raise it, the Chinese use their coercive economic activities to shut people up. Even so, one source is telling NBC news that the DOE's findings are not being viewed as hugely significant among the intelligence community because there are interagency disagreements about COVID's origins. I'm John Schaefer. SpaceX and NASA postponed the company's planned launch of Crew-6 to the International Space Station early this morning because of an issue relating to an ignition fluid. The launch was scheduled from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Another attempt should be announced soon. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. 
So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. Back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Uh, Noah Webster, great quote Dr. Bradley brought forth. I got another one that says this. When you become entitled to exercise the right of voting for public officers, let it be impressed on your mind that God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a Republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. Dr. Bradley, you're spot on on that, and that's what we're about to lose as we find out that, hey, Mesa, Arizona is run by the Sinaloa drug cartel, including the elections board, the police departments, prosecutors and judges. The DA prosecutes folks on false charges on behalf of the drug cartel and more. Uh, and uh, this is the culmination of the point Noah Webster makes and that you reiterate in modern times, sir. You know, it's interesting. Um, this is not just in Arizona, though. I mean, uh, you make the, a good point that we have been putting, um, if you will, uh, sleeper cells all across the whole United States as we have infused these people. It's like the Germans helping the 101st or the 82nd Airborne get it further and further inland uh, into uh, France, you know, on uh, in June of 1944. It's unheard of. It wouldn't happen. But that's what we're doing. We're putting cells deep in the United States everywhere we go. It's interesting. We we look at things. There's been reports of, of drug cartel um, gangsters, I guess you call them, that are in the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Uh, you have instances, for example, the Utah legislature stupidly a couple of years ago passed a law that says you can be a police officer in Utah if you're not a citizen. Oh, that Nothing can go wrong with that. That's what could go wrong, people. We look at these things all across the nation. We have Butch Otter when he was governor of, of, uh, of Idaho. He, he used the term beachhead when he was trying to get uh, the Chinese embedded in um, in the central part of of Idaho, when they were setting up a uh, free trade zone, or Utah's governors, the last Utah's governors, well, the last few Utah's governors, have been horrifically bad on that. In fact, one of them ended up being ambassador to China because of his uh, embeddedness, if you will, with the Chinese. Uh, so we have things like this going on all over the United States. We are selling our souls for a mess of pottage. And, you know, and, and we talked here a little bit last Friday, just touched on it, about how in um, South Dakota, they've, the legislature said, no, nah, we don't want to worry about any foreign uh, powers buying property in huge swaths in our thing. I mean, it's like, holy cow, they don't have to conquer us. They buy us. So, yeah, there's a lot of really crazy, crazy stuff going on. And Americans need to wake up to a sense of their awful situation and start taking a, a dramatic improvement of their 
education level and principles and let's reinstitute the things the nation was was founded on that's what we need going to do, with these lessers we're, we're just ignoring all this now according to the wall street journal lab leak most likely origin of the covid 19 pandemic that's what the mainstream press is even reporting it was on the top of the hour news and the bottom of the hour news but the department now says u.s agencies revise their assessment it's based on new intelligence i'd sure love to know what that new intelligence is but Dr. Bradley, Fauci said that we were all bogus. They lied and said it was, you know, not a lab leak. And then eventually emails and everything else showed that it was. He still denied it. Now more and more evidence coming out that it is and was. Turns out the FBI and uh, the Justice Department and the uh, Energy Department. I'm hesitating because there's so many governmental departments here. They're all agreeing that it's the case now. They came to their conclusions for different investigative reasons but we said this right from the start they mocked us they shut us down they ridiculed us they literally suggested we were terrorists and uh, now the evidence comes out that we were correct all along doctor well here's the deal i mean it's overwhelming that that the point of you know spread started out in wuhan but the, but most people, I think what they're doing is they're saying, look over there, look over there. It's it's a, they're trying to get us to look away. You know, the magician does that every time he pulls a sleight of hand kind of thing. It started in in North Carolina in a in a gain of function, taxpayer supported kind of thing. I've been saying that since day one when it got too hot to handle, too much press. They shipped it overseas to Wuhan. I mean, they they do this for interrogations from the CIA. They backed into some of it with Ukraine labs and everything else. We find out too. No question about it. We we offshore this stuff when when somebody you know is a whistleblower that's maybe going to say something. All of this stuff at, at, in North Carolina was done against U.S. law. This gain of function stuff. Who does this? And and oh, let's talk for just a second about. Um, California. Oh my goodness! So oh, thank you so much. They're going to raise the the uh, uh, COVID restrictions tomorrow. Holy cow! And and so they say. Oh no, we've contained and controlled. The governor won't have as much power anymore about this thing. We've got an unelected oligarchy that will review it and shut down religious liberty and businesses and and our ability to even leave our homes. Uh, anything. And so this is an unelected oligarchy. That's better. Are we fools? Yes, I think we are. But that's exactly what goes on. And, and just for example, I mean, my knowledge base of uh, state constitutions is far stronger in Utah than it is in California. But in Utah, there is no power, none, zero, nada, to declare an emergency. To declare an emergency is not constitutional in Utah. But they do in Article 6, uh, Section well, the 30. Very idea, the very idea of declaring an emergency, though, suggests that we can jettison the separation of powers. It's contrary like, to everything that our whole government's built upon. Our government and the separation of powers and all these checks and balances, um, Dr. Bradley, were designed when emergencies happen. It wasn't designed when everybody's obeying themselves and minding their P's and Q's and kind and polite and respect. It was when people try to run roughshod over the principles that could protect us to say, no, hold on, you don't have that authority. That's the whole design. So the idea of this emergency, whatever, is contrary to our whole form of government. Well, as I started to say, Article 6, Section 30 of the Utah Constitution says that in an emergency— no one can violate the Constitution. Nobody can step over 
and become a legislator if you're the governor. I mean, this is very specifically stated. And you're absolutely right. The separation of power stuff has become at risk. And, and so here we have, like for in California, for example, shut down churches. Uh, oh, my heavens. Right. Oh, what happened to the First Amendment? This, you know, religious liberty stuff. No, no, no. It's an emergency. Shut it down. But you can have lap dances, which is a much more intimate contact space than sitting in church pews. But so these kinds of things, we are run by buffoons and baboons. And we're uh, run by the lessers. cartels and the communist Chinese and everybody else but those who have sworn an oath to the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. I got a couple of other topics to discuss before the end of the hour. Um, but we've told you the most likely origin of the pandemic. Now, they also say that it was an accidental leak from a lab. So they're admitting the lab part, but they're not taking it to the next step, which is I believe this was an intentional leak by the Communist Chinese Party. Whether the United States leaders were involved in it or not, I don't know at this point, but I believe it was intentional. And you say, Sam, why do you say that? Because they've fought so hard to prevent us from getting any information. If it was really a leak and the good, the good guys were the good guys, they would let me take ivermectin. They would let me get oxygen. They would let me do the things, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, all the things that could help heal people. But they've gone against that, and they've used this to foment a tyranny. So when they do that, you can't believe they weren't involved and or at the least taking advantage of it intentionally happening. But there's no way this was an accident, doctor. More evidence proves it. And the more they fight against the truth coming out, the more I'm convinced they're part of it. Well, there's no question in my mind. I mean, I am just absolutely... Um, I'm convinced that it's at a global level. I'm convinced that that there were people at, at planning tables in October, at the very latest, of 2019. And the World Economic Forum, they, they just had their big deal in Davos, as we've talked about before. This is what they said about it. The response to COVID-19 proves that a reset of our economic and social foundations is possible to achieve a better outcome the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country, from the United States to China, must participate, all parenthetically say, we have and we are, going on. And every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. That is from their website. These people are absolutely determined to destroy everything Americanist. The, the Constitution, absolutely set aside under Trump, under Biden, completely. And hey, let's of the go ahead States, and skip this break, was. too. All right, there Don't you go. Don't get me started, Sam. Don't, all right, yeah. here's the next this, topic, though. Okay. I'll throw a bunch at you. There's so much going on in our country, we've got to address some of this. So Scott Adams is a well-known um, cartoonist. He's creator of the... Um, Dilbert comic strip series. Well, anyway, they say he went on a rant. Hundreds of newspapers are now dropping the Dilbert comic strip over his rant. Now, <laughs> the debate rages because they say it was a racist rant. He said white people need to get the hell away from black people. And he went on on this uh, rant. Um, the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is everyone now is saying he's a racist. Now, Elon Musk jumps into the ring as media dogpiles on Dilbert, and Elon Musk says the media is racist. Now, here's my problem. Whether you agree with Dilbert or not, or agree with Scott Adams or not, 
he has every right to say and believe what he thinks, Dr. Bradley. So I'm not so much spending my time defending a statement that white people need to get away from black people. But his point is, hey, the black people are turning into racists. They hate white people. And we're literally using our tax dollars to promote the black agenda uh, with all kinds of things in colleges and everywhere else. The critical race you know, theory, the, um, you know, the replacement theory, all this is at the center of this discussion. But he has every right to his opinion, whether you agree with him or not. So I don't maybe defend everything he says, but I do defend his right to say it, doctor. You know, it's interesting that this last three years, there's been an unequivocal, unbending, unified assault against this right to speak someone's mind. This is America, people. And we have racists. Most of them have black skin nowadays. I'll, I'll be that blatant about it where you have some of these uh, people that are baiters out there constantly that are feeding and fostering the hatred. I mean, it's Marxist in its origins. And, yeah, there's white people that are racist, too. And you know what? America and we condemn them all, upon, by the way, Dr. Yeah, Bradley. Let's be clear. That's, that's true. We do. But the fact of the matter is uh, expressions of opinions are as Americanist as, the, uh, as forever. And the First Amendment thing about uh, this free speech thing and the freedom of the press, that was never intended by the American founders to allow lewd behavior or vocabulary or activities or art, so-called, or anything like that. It was there to allow the expression of opinions so that there could be a recognition that when things were going bad in this nation, in order to preserve our nation, we needed to be able to speak about it. Now, when you have uh, the Department of Defense teaching critical race theory at uh, West Point, the U.S. Military Academy, when you have it being promoted in, uh, you know, in indoctrinations that are happening to young troops that are coming into the military, when it's being promoted across the board in, in elementary schools and everything, but they shut down a cartoon? Are you kidding? I mean, they took 1,500 of my videos off. YouTube threw me out. Because of the, well, my, uh, my belief system didn't conform to the establishment's, it's not a storyline, it's not a, a script, it is a script uh, about COVID. I mean, come on, people, when they can throw somebody out for expressing an opinion about something that's taking away our liberty, because it, it oh, man, somebody might start to believe this guy. And we shut down cartoons. I mean, come on. What kind anyway, of I, I, I defend Scott Adams just like um, Elon Musk does. Now, I'm not an Elon Musk fan either, but I defend Scott Adams. He has the right to say this if he, if he believes it and thinks it. Uh, whether we agree or not isn't the point, the point that he has the right to say it. Now, I submit to you this critical race theory saying that everybody who is white is a racist by nature. It's innate. It's so ingrained. It, it, in fact, if you don't even know it, it just proves that you are idea. And then every black person or anybody else that's not white is not a racist. They can't inherently be their victims. That alone is a fraud, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? And, and, and this idea, there are a lot of white people that, that did their best to get rid of slavery, including the founding fathers. There's a lot of people well, who see, believe of, we're all God's children and we should behave like it. But see, critical race theory won't allow that truth to stand out, doctor. Well, none of my people ever, you know, ancestors ever were engaged in slavery, okay? And, and, but I got a white skin, so I'm one of the bad guys. You know, it's interesting, this Dilbert thing. Uh, you know, he, 
his work heritage goes back similar to mine. He's he's younger than me, but but I had a, a long uh, exchange in as working for the old Bell System. And when I, his cartoons first came out, I I said this guy works in the Bell System. This is a commentary on the big bureaucracy within the Bell System. He never identified it clearly or anything like that, to my knowledge. But at any rate, he was in Pacific Bell. And I knew from this first cartoon almost that he was poking fun at a big bureaucracy that did business a certain way. Well, that's it's really interesting. Yeah, it did. But I had good people I worked with that used to send his cartoons to the management. People I worked for. Uh, th there was a good laugh about it. Everybody knew that this thing was a parody on things that were going on. And, and you know, even the guys that got the cartoons sent to them as a kind of, hey, uh, have you thought about how you're doing business? You know, I mean, it never had a it never had a little commentary that went with it. It was just a cartoon and the pointy-haired boss and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it, it's just amazing how we have become so thin-skinned today that a guy that does a cartoon get censored i mean but it, but it's a whole broader spectrum i mean ivermectin i mean hydroxychloroquine some of these other modalities for addressing things that the the death jab and the clot shot have destroyed the health and system of of americans today we lost religious liberty we lost our freedom to, to travel we lost our ability to do business the economy was destroyed you couldn't say anything about it and, and this is well, a and here's sad another commentary. example to make the point. You know, Kevin McCarthy, shame on him. He said he was going to release the J sixth um, footage, forty one thousand plus hours, and we all, everybody thought, oh, this is exciting. He will. I warned you that uh, McCarthy's a thug and that he wouldn't. So now it turns out that Kevin McCarthy released the information only to Fox News slash Tucker Carlson and no one else. And so that reminds me of the old Bible days before the Bible was mass printed, where it's like the kings and the thugs and the scribes and the leaders would say, let me tell you, read you, let me read the Bible and tell you what it says. Kind of an idea. Now they want Tucker Carlson to check out the footage and tell us what it says. But Mike Lindell's so mad about it now that he says he will sue Speaker McCarthy for sharing Jan 6 footage with only Tucker Carlson. I commend Mike Lindell. Look, this is the people's footage. Why can't we all see it? Why can't we all dig in and analyze it? Because well, they're afraid they the want problem. to control the outcome, Doctor. Absolutely, it's it's a filtered lens they're going to put it through, and it'll be just as it'll be just as questionable as the Nancy Pelosi agenda. But it'll be so partisan, so to, it'll even it'll even create well, more divide saying. stakes along the way, right? Absolutely, it's it's a plan. So as you say. Let us all take a look at it. Let's do full disclosure. Let's do uh, a transparency kind of thing. Let's not filter it through a lens or a, a propaganda machine or whatever. It's interesting. Assange, when when he he was a journalist, he was publishing stuff that he obtained from a third party, and now they got a witch hunt against him. You know, it's one of those things where he had obtained information that was not favorable to the powers that be. And so now they're going to chop his head off, not maybe literally, I hope, but the fact of the matter is they're doing everything in their power to discount everything he's done. I am personally so grateful. I mean, think about the uh, the Daniel, what was his name, Ellsberg uh, uh, pe Pentagon Papers that came out. Holy cow, we were bamboozled and duped. 
I mean, the whiz kids and the administrations, the Robert McNamara guys and everybody. I mean, it's like, holy cow, we killed millions of Southeast Asians, tens of thousands of Americans, maimed hundreds of thousands more over lies. And and when these things are, are published, they, they duck and cover. They, I mean, there's... The management team starts to work their uh, magic on trying to do a cover-up, and and I th- I think that you know what, liberty thrives better in uh, in the light, and disinfectant is lights a good disinfectant, and and we need to bring a lot of these things to light. I wish why why do you think Kevin McCarthy says why is Tucker Carlson the the vetter of everything? I mean. You know, a lot of people really like Tucker, and sometimes he says well, some great Well, the things, reason but... why, in my opinion, is because Kevin McCarthy promised he would release the information when he was trying to become a speaker, so he literally uh, gave in, you know, bet the farm on it. He got it, and now he's trying to be held to that promise. So what he's trying to do is keep that promise but yet be true to the deep state at the same time, and he knows that Fox will control Car- uh, Tucker enough. Tucker will get out enough information to make everybody incensed. Tucker will do enough to stir the pot and make people believe that, hey, we've you know, driven this to ground. But the truth is nobody will go to prison. Nobody who's in prison on false pretenses will be released. Nothing will change. It'll be enough to get everybody to wring their hands and go, oh, ain't that awful, but nothing more. And so Kevin's playing this deep state slash uh, keep his promise game, walking this line. And Tucker's going to be forced by Fox to go along. Um, or you know what? Behind the scenes, who knows what arms are being twisted? You better not release too much, Tucker, enough to make everybody kind of incensed and feel like we dug in was is important. But you better not go further than that, Tucker. And I'm convinced that's where we're headed. And Tucker, over this uh, issue with elections, look, he was one of the ones criticizing all the people saying there's election fraud in private while he was promoting election fraud in public on Fox. He's not to be trusted, doctor. Well, it's all about ratings. I mean, you think about it, that's that's your problem, Sam. I mean, yeah, you've got some explosive stuff, but maybe you don't do it in the right, you know, entertainment mode. You don't, you don't, don't wear care. the clown nose or something. I don't know. I know, don't I know care. you don't care. But I'm that's not a radio problem, clown, they, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a hard-hitting talk show host, and the country is in the balance. My goal is to spend my time in answer before my God at the judgment bar that I did my best to save the greatest country on the face of the earth. That's my goal. That's my duty, and I'll die on that altar, sir. Yeah, and I I take my hat off, and I'm doing my best to do the same thing. But you know what? It's not without censorship and a lot of uh, pariahship, if you will, but the 10-foot pole thing where people, sometimes they think, oh, no, we can't have this guy talk. He's, he might name names. And, yeah, I've been disinvited from speaking engagements that I've done for years because I name names and uh, actually point out the activities that are going on in a legislative session, for for example. And and it's kind of like the legislators, you know, hip birds flutter. And so they go to the management team and they say, you know, that's, that's putting on the event. You know, this Scott Bradley guy, he's he's just a little bit too caustic. He's, he's yeah, he hangs out with Sam Bushman and they're racist oh, and anti-government, man. says the Southern Poverty Law Center. So there you go. That's who you got to believe. When have we been anti-government? We're the most pro-government people on the planet. We quote the Constitution. Uh, more than they've ever thought about. We highlight due process, checks and balances. We highlight the quotes from the founding fathers with solutions and warnings. I mean, what more do you want us to do than double down in the tradition of the proper role of government based on the supreme law of the land? We don't say revolution. We say restoration to preserve the nation. 
is Dr. Bradley's Collegiate Series available at freedomsrisingsun.com. That's as pro-proper of government as you can get, doctor. Well, it's, it's you know what? Government is a, it's a necessary evil, if you will. It needs to be limited and bounded. It needs to have specified, defined roles that are actually clearly uh, delegated and nothing more. And so when somebody tries to, oh, it's an emergency, show me the word emergency in your Constitution. Show me where uh, you can lock people up without due process. You know, let's violate habeas corpus. No. Show me where you can take over business. No. Article 1, Section 10 says specifically states cannot interfere with, with businesses that are, are having, operating under contract. And a contract could be an employee works for an employer. A handshake, a kiss, whatever you did to, uh, you know, to bring it about doesn't have to be a written contract. But, but the state cannot interfere with this. Oh, no, no. We've got to have state health departments that now come in and shut down restaurants, bars, hotels, um, I don't know, theaters, whatever, you name it. Oh, no, we, we can't have people meet in church. You know, the, the, the leadership of churches, when government came to them and says, we're going to close your doors, they should have said, the heck you say. I'd have said it a lot stronger. We are entering into a class action suit against you, Mr. Governor, and we may shut down because we determine that it's too dangerous to meet, but you will not shut us down. You know, it's kind of like Peter and, and John in the fifth chapter of Acts. When yeah, like Kurt Cosby says, what if everybody took their Bible to school is your point, and amen to that reality check, Could be. And gentlemen. Could be. Yeah, it's that example, though, that, you know what, folks, what are they going to do if everybody just goes to church everywhere? What if churches on every corner were just full? What would they do? The Gestapo would come in under the direction. They'd say, we're just following orders. I mean, no, Eichmann, did, uh, that didn't work no, for him. No, because the cop would be church, Jews. man. Well, if the cops had any fear. By the way, and Tanzia, that's what happened when their COVID response fell apart. They had the lowest death per million of all countries in the world, dot eight six. That's less than one person died per million in their country. The first people that overthrew the the tyranny, the cops took their masks off and said, "We ain't going down this path. We're not going to enforce this." And the people went free. The best and they're of the not anti-government. Their they're proper off. role of limited government with checks and balances and restraining. Remember, the Constitution is designed to chain down. Those who would abuse it, ladies and gentlemen, we need to remember that we are the most pro-proper of government folks on the planet. Don't let them deceive you into their lies. Dr. Bradley, thank you, sir. Well, thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Other than that, it's not too bad. <laughs> his website's freedomsrisingsun.com for more information on the good doctor and his collegiate series to preserve the nation. We're two hours now on Brighty on Radio. How do you like them apples? LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrightyOnRadio.com. God save the Republic of the United States of America.